0: man. Go with me to the book of Genesis, chapter 13. I'm going to read four verses, and then we're going to the book of Psalms, and then on into the New Testament book of John. I'm going to pull out just a small snippet of a drama that played out. You'll have to put the pieces together in your own mind, but Genesis 13 and 1 comes on the heels of Abraham who has been called out of his homeland to a place that God would give him and a promise of multiplication and blessing only to arrive in that new place, that destined place and find famine in the land And he goes down to Egypt fearful of what might happen there he gets his wife to lie about who she was and so uh, the deception uh, took place and then the revelation came and Pharaoh was very distraught and after all of that was finished verse 1 of chapter 13 and Abraham went up out of Egypt he and his wife and all that he had and Lot with them with into the south and Abram was very rich in cattle and silver and in gold and he went on his journey from the south even to Bethel unto the place where his tent had been at the beginning between Bethel and Hai unto the place of the altar which he had made there at the first. And there Abraham called on the name of the Lord. Psalms chapter 73. Psalms chapter 73. I gave them verse number 17 but I'm going to read above that He said, if I say I will speak thus, behold, I should offend against the generation of thy children. Verse 16, when I thought to know this, this trouble, this problem, it was too painful for me until I went into the sanctuary of God. Then understood I therein. John chapter 10 John the tenth chapter and I'm going to read again just a small segment skipping down to the end of the chapter if you read it from its beginnings you find Jesus declaring that he is the good shepherd that he is the door and then he gets into a discussion about who he is with the, the religious elite and uh, when he came into the, to Jerusalem he walked into the temple and the Jews asked him if he would just plainly tell them who he was and he said I've already done that but you didn't When he said what he said about I and my father, one, the Bible said that they took up stones against him and they would have stoned him. But verse number 39, verse number 40, it says, And he went away again beyond Jordan into the place where John at first baptized. And most... References indicate that he was talking about his personal baptism, where John baptized him, and there he abode. I want to talk to you from the subject and pull out of modern terminologies a word that in the realm of psychology has become so prevalent. The word centering, centered. And I want to talk to you a little while about our centering place. Our centering place. Everybody said amen. God bless you. You may be seated. Life is a strange thing. It's a conundrum. How easy it is in life for us to lose our way, our bearings, because we are surrounded by so many things that affect us on a daily basis. In the midst of all that is affecting us and assaulting us or coming against us, we in our humanity and weakness make mistakes, decisions, choices that complicate life even more. We make mistakes along life's voyage and life becomes more troubled. The journey of life is often wrought with dark passages, places that you cannot understand, difficult circumstances, and life can take you down some very rocky roads at times. It has a way of challenging everything that you believe and everything that you stand for. Everyday life has a way of causing questions to arise and challenges to what you believe and what you hold dear. Things happen in life that disorient us. Things happen that shake us and move us, and in a sense, they knock us uh, off of our equilibrium. They, they 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 dislodge us from that safe place that we have been dwelling in, and life can very quickly get out of balance, and it can become very uh, disturbing. To say the least. You know our modern vehicles are a marvel of creature comfort. However. Much to the surprise of some people. They are not self maintaining. I might ought to put that back in and rewind it. Because some of you young folks that are just now getting to drive cars. You need to understand this. They don't maintain themselves. They don't fill themselves up with oil. They don't put gas in themselves. They don't change the tires by themselves. It requires your participation. And more than that, it requires your observation. It requires you being alert and aware that something's not right. Something is not working properly and there are parts that help make it so comfortable and so smooth in its operation and yet there are stress points in every vehicle that over a period of time have to be watched and they have to be monitored and sometimes they have to be adjusted and I don't know how many of you've ever been driving along and just out of nowhere, what we used to call a chug hole. Anybody know what a chug hole is? Am I dating myself? It's just, it's that unexpected spot in the road that jars your teeth when you hit it. And, and in the process of that, it causes a little misalignment. And if you're not careful, you can keep going. But the steering is not right. I remember t- making a turn one time in in my truck and my front tire went up over the curb and it, it looked like solid ground. But when my car or when the tire went over the curb, it it bounced down into a hole and the frame hit really hard and jerked. And from that point on... I started noticing that while I was driving down the highway, if I happened to take my hand off of the steering for just a second, it started moving in the direction of that uh, tire that I had uh, allowed into that chug hole and uh, it takes It takes observation you 've got to go back and do some work on it you 've got to take it in, and you 've got to get it realigned and you have to get it lubricated and uh, they used to make these uh, CV joints that were in the front end of these vehicles that were front wheel drive and they, they had a tendency over time to wear out and if you didn't keep them lubricated, all of a sudden they would just give out and sometime they would come apart and you could find yourself stranded in life because they are not self-maintaining vehicles. And when God created you and I, he created us with an innate need to be maintained. But we are not maintained all by itself. There has to be participation on my part in knowing when I need to come in and when I need that adjustment and when I'm not, when life is not going properly and when I'm not steering correctly or I seem to keep being pulled in a particular direction that I know I shouldn't be going or I'm I'm having some things happen in my heart and my mind that are challenging what I believe and what I've been taught And, 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 and instead of coming to the right place to get that taken care of sometimes we just keep going down life's highway thinking that it will take care of itself. And how quickly that marvel of comfort can become a source of great trouble. And we are, uh, some even here this morning, venturing into that troubled place. Life has a way of bouncing us. It has a way of hitting us that just completely takes the wind out of us. Things happen unexpected. R- reports come in from the doctor. A letter comes. A, 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 a bill shows up. Something doesn't go through that we thought was going to go through. And it's like something just hits you in the gut. And all of your wind is taken out of you. And you're having a hard time just catching your breath. That's life. That's where we live right now. That's what happens as we go down the highway of life. But I remember as a child, they used to have these little uh, they, these blow-up figure uh Superman, Marvel thing. I, I don't know what all they had. But I do know that they had a unique unique makeup that you could hit them as hard as you wanted to hit them, any direction you wanted to hit them. But, and, and they would go down, but they wouldn't stay down. They wobbled back and forth. And then, you know, any of you ever have one of those? So, am I too old? All right. Do they even make those anymore? Those Bible things, I mean, you, you, you could take out your frustration, you could just beat the living daylights out of it, and it didn't matter how you knocked it, which direction you hit it, how hard you knocked it down, boom, it, it would ricochet back and forth, but you just leave it alone for a second, and it had a way of of recentering itself. It had a way of getting its balance back. We have to have a place like that. We have to know where to go. To find that kind of help. Because life does that. And life is doing that to some of you right now. It's challenging everything that you represent. It's crying against everything that you believe. It's challenging because there are so many inequities and so many things that are unfair about life. And it's pummeling you, and it's knocking you, and it's hitting you in ways that you have not expected to be hit. And you didn't think it was going to come from that direction, but there it is, and here I am today. And somehow, you and I need to understand how important it is that we have that centering place. That. That ability that when life hits us and knocks us one way or or life pushes us in a direction that we have something to come back to, a place to come back to. So important that we know that. I believe that's what Scripture had in mind when it introduced to us the sanctuary. The sanctuary was to be a place of meeting. It was to be a place of of. of of conversation with God. But more importantly, it would become a centering place. It would become that place where a person could regain their equilibrium. They could get their balance back. That there's a place that you could recover from your spiritual losses. That you could recover from your mistakes. That There was a place that you could come back to even though you had made wrong decisions and you have gone in the wrong direction. That there's a place that you could come to where all of that could be reordered in your life. And there was a place for us to regain a perspective and a a right perspective on life. And there was a place for us to come Where we can be renewed and we can regain our focus and we can regain the passion that life has knocked out of us. And I am so thankful this morning that we have a place like that, a place to go back to, a place to come to, where we can find in the presence of the Almighty... That element that is needed. That strength that is needed. That help that is needed to to keep us on our feet. I am so thankful for that. A place where I can come, where I can regain my balance. I can get my perspective back. Life has a way of skewing our vision. When you see wrong sitting on the throne... And righteousness being trampled in the street. I don't know. But it it does something to you. But when you know where to go. When you know where to go back to. You know that there's a place that will help remind you of what really matters. There's a place that you can come back to. That will help you understand what really is important. There's a place where you can come to that you understand who really is in charge. That I am not a victim of circumstance. I am not at the whim of the devil. But I know whose hand is upon my life. And even though I may not understand the way that I am traveling right now, I know that he knows the way that I go. And when I have been tried, I shall come forth. As pure gold. Place to get your mojo back. Anybody ever need to get your mojo back? Woo! When you deal with enough jerks in life, you need a place where you can go back to and you can get your batteries recharged. Where you can get your mind cleaned out of all of the clutter. All of the nonsense, all of the hate, all the bitterness, all the jealousy, all the backstabbing, all the backbiting. You've got to have a place you can go to that no matter how hard life hits you, that you come into His presence, it helps bring you back to that place where you need to be. That no matter how hard life has been, that when you come into His presence, something draws you in to that place. Man, I remember my father-in-law telling me years ago during one of the darkest periods of his life when his wife was so sick. It may have been one a time when she had been in the Mayo Clinic for a lengthy period of time. My wife and her sister were just children. He was working a full-time job at Roman Haas. He would have to get up in the morning, fix them breakfast, get them ready for school, get dinner put on for the evening meal, go to work, work all day, come home, get them cleaned up. And he said, you know, all, all of that time, Brother Kilgore said, Brother Victory never missed service. He never missed a service. My Lord, we have one little kid have a runny nose and the whole family stays home nowadays. I didn't mean to say that. My goodness, help me <laughs> repent of that. But... <clears throat> He, he, he said, I, I said, dad, how did you do it? He said, I just, I just remembered, I just knew that if I could just get to that parking lot, it didn't matter how bad the day had been. It didn't matter what the news from the doctor had been. It didn't matter what had happened on the job. It didn't matter that the kids might not be agreeing. It didn't matter that the food was burnt. It didn't matter that I didn't make enough money this week to pay all the bills that are coming in. He said, I knew if I could just get to the parking lot of the church, everything was going to be all right. I can make it through another day. I can get through what I'm going through right now because that's my centering place. That's what helps get me back in balance. That's what helps get me reoriented with what I need to be oriented to. Hallelujah. 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 Trouble in life that you encounter can push you to make decisions that you later wish you hadn't made and can push you to Go in directions that you perhaps should not have gone. If you don't believe that, ask Abraham. Abraham was called of God, and yet he still faced famine. What a paradox. Called, ordained, given promises, and yet he had to go through famine. And in his own panic, I find nowhere where he consulted God. I guess he didn't think that God that had brought him where he was could keep him where he was. He was still young in his faith. I'm not criticizing him because I've done some of the dumb things in life that I look at and I think, what in the world was I thinking? He gets himself in a jam with Pharaoh and when he finally gets out, Genesis 13 said that when he made his journey back, he knew where he had to go. Before I go anywhere else, before I further uh, go further along in my journey, there's one place I've got to revisit. Why? Because when I get there, I know that in the presence of God, He can help reorient me. He can help my mind. Those bad decisions that I made, those poor choices that I made. He can help me straighten out in my mind and my thinking the mistakes that I've made and help me put myself back in the right path. Amen. We're not always what we need to be. I said we are not always what we need to be. I'm going to say that again, all you holy folks out here today. We are not always as we ought to be. And that's why every one of us need a sanctuary. That's why every one of us need an altar. We need a place that we can go back to, a place that we can come back to that will help reorient us, that will help balance the scales. That will help us understand that we were confused, that our judgment has been skewed, and that we are not as bad off as we think. The psalmist David said, or the psalmist Asaph, I believe it was, it wasn't David this time. David had said some of the similar things in the 37th or 39th psalm, but Asaph had picked up the pen and was writing the 73rd psalm and he was in trouble he he had found himself in this slippery place he was Looking around at life and it didn't make sense. It wasn't fair. He was watching these wicked people prosper. And then he looked at himself and he looked at God's people and they were struggling. And everything that they were doing was right was resulting in nothing right. Everything they were doing wrong was resulting in all kinds of favor and blessing. And he said, I don't understand this, God. I don't know why that you would allow that to happen and prosper them while your people suffer. He said it became such a difficult place that he allowed envy to come in. He he was envious of the way of the wicked. I'm, I'm, I'm wasting my time here trying to do right. I'm, I'm trying to live for God and yet I fight more devils on a daily basis. I fight more hell on a daily basis than I did when I was living for the devil. I'm going to tell you why. When you're going his direction, he's not going to mess with you. It's when you make up your mind, I'm not going that way any longer, that you're going to start having trouble out of him. But don't confuse your trouble with being cursed. And so uh, he looked around at the inequity and the unfairness, and he began to mumble and murmur. My, my how quickly sometimes we can move and shift into that murmuring gear. It's like fluid glide. It just automatically shift into it. When life starts going in the wrong direction, we start mouthing and murmuring and mumbling and complaining and whining and carrying on and... And then all of a sudden we start, we, our, our judgment gets skewed. We start making these crazy decisions. Well, you know what? I'm, if, if, if they get by with it, I, I want to be able to get by with it. And so we, we, we take adventure in that direction and we find ourselves going down paths that we never thought we would go. And our judgment becomes so skewed that we can't even determine what's right and wrong. We've lost our sense Of correctness. We've lost our sense of right. And principle. And and we our our thought. Our thinking has become so muddied. By the culture that we live in. That we're even starting to operate. By their principles. Not his principles. I'm talking to somebody right now. And. He had tried to live right and it had gone wrong. He voices his problems and he voices his vexation. And yet he found resolution. He found resolution. He said, I, I, I was so burdened, it was too hard for me to even understand until, until I went into the sanctuary of the Lord. And while he was there in the house of God, a great calm came over him. His eyes were opened, and a new light began to shine on his path, and God showed him down the road of life. He took his eyes off of the present moment, And let him see that this is not the end of the story right here. The story ends out there. Let me help you see what the end is going to be like. And when he began to understand, a fresh revelation came over him. That life is not always as it seems to be. So be careful of making decisions that are based on what seems to be. Because what seems to be could be and most likely will be a false assumption. But the only place you're ever going to find the right perspective to help you see further down the road is right where you are this morning in the house of the Lord. God ordained it that way. God designed it that way. He made His sanctuary as a centering place. If you don't believe it, go back and do study on the word sanctuary. And you will notice that in Exodus and Leviticus and Numbers, there is repeated reference to a shekel of the sanctuary. That everything that was done had to be weighed against the shekel of the sanctuary. Everything that was done had to be brought in weight of that... why? Because there were going to be a lot of counterfeits in life. And there were going to be a lot of people that were going to try to duplicate what God was doing. But he said, if you want to know where the real values are and the real balances of life are, you've got to come back to my house because this is where the real shekel is to weigh your life by and to judge your life by and determine... That you are still going in the right direction. Come on, clap your hands to the Lord and give Him praise. Hallelujah. I'm thankful for a place like that. But why? Why is this place so important? If you were to go to Psalms chapter 73 and verse 13, I think you would find out why. This is what Psalm 77:13 says, "Thy way, O God, is in the sanctuary. Thy way. Your way. What way? God's way of operating. God's way of judgment. God's way of truth, God's mode of action. God's manner of operating, understanding of life does not begin on a psychologist's seat. It begins on a church pew. When you hear the word of the Lord and you respond to the presence of His power. Understanding come when you step into that sanctuary. The only place that I find in the word where I can find His way and understand His way. It's in the house of the Lord. So when I come in here, this is the best place for me to help myself understand life. And the true principles of life. And his divine administration in my life. And learn how God operates. And learn how to work with God's plan. Everything that I want to know about life, I find right here. Everything I want to know about God, I find in the sanctuary. Because his way is in the sanctuary. It's the place where one could come to regain his perspective, to regain and recalibrate his own mind, to reignite his own passions. You're not going to find what I'm talking about at Walmart. You're not going to find it in the aisles at Dillard's or Macy's or walking the, the, the hallways of the mall. Or sitting on the couch of the therapist. Or laying on some bed that reorients your blood vessels. And puts all the positive ions in the right direction. I'm not making fun this morning. But I want you to get all the positive ions in the right direction on that bed but you're still going to head in the wrong direction if you don't learn that the house of God is where I get my bearing. This is where I come when life is knocking me around and I don't know which way is up and I don't even know if my mind is still working right. But when I come in here, I feel something. I sense something, I become aware of something, that God is in this place. My maker, my creator, the lover of my soul is here right now. And he wants to calm my troubled mind Come on, stand with me. I'm not going to. We need a centering place, a place to go back to, a point of reference, to restore stability, to regain my balance. There's no better place than where you are right now. I was so moved earlier as we were worshiping the power of God that was here. And I thought, God, this is what this place was designed for. It wasn't designed to be a showcase for talent. It wasn't placed place to be a lifting up of our skills or our abilities or our personalities. But it is a place for your glory to be displayed. It's a place for your presence to be manifest. Because there are people in this building this morning that are disoriented. You don't even know what you believe anymore. You don't even know if you believe anything. But when you stand in this place, you can't help but feel a drawing What's that drawing? It's that spirit that's trying to get you back. You've been driving down the highway of life and you just keep going. And the further you go, the further your life steers you in the wrong direction. It's amazing. It's amazing. I've done this before, but I feel like we need to do it again. I want you to take your index finger, your right or left index finger, whichever one you, have the dexterous, you can take both of them, just one. I want you to point at that O right there with both eyes open. Now I want you to close your left eye. Most all of us. That's where we point Now I want you to close your right eye and open your left eye. Don't move your head. Wow. Wow. You mean I could be that far off just looking out of the wrong eye? I mean, I could be that far off looking through a God-given mechanism but looking... Some of you need to be here today because you need to get, you, you need to get that all brought back in alignment. Now, most of you, if you're at the back, you're not but about 85, 90 feet from up here. And I would dare say that you were probably this far off, maybe. Let's project this to a mile. How far off am I in a mile? Let's project it to eternity. How far off will I be in eternity? That's why you need a sanctuary. That's why you need an altar to come back.
1: I've made some bad
0: choices. I've I've made some wrong decisions. God, I need you to help me get myself reoriented. You know what's amazing to me? I read the scripture in John. Some of you are going to probably think I've lost my mind. But after Jesus had been confronted by these these haters, and they questioned who he was, and he told them who he was, and then they took up stones. It's interesting to note where he went back to. That even in an earthly tabernacle, everybody needs a place they can go back to. Where he was baptized, where the spirit descended like a dove, and the voice of heaven said, this is my beloved son in whom I am well pleased. This is, this is the fleshly body I'm talking about now. There are things that happen to us in the flesh. There are moments in our flesh when we are weak and vulnerable. And if we don't know where to go back to, we can forget who we are. We can forget what God called us to do. We can forget the anointing that God has put on our life. And we all need a place that we can get back to. Abraham came back to his altar. And there in that altar, he found himself in in the right place to get realigned. The psalmist was so angry that he had come to jealousy, but he found in the sanctuary that that alignment that he needed. He was able to walk out of that place with a whole different look, outlook on life. I know some of you this morning don't. Don't understand perhaps the place where you are, but I will tell you where you need to be is around an altar. Amen. Because your thinking's messed up. Your thinking is messed up. Your, your, your perspective is skewed. And, and you're being influenced by a direction It's going to take you away from God's purpose for your life, not to worry. And you you need an altar. You need a sanctuary that you can come to. And you can stand in His presence and let His Spirit bathe your mind. Open your eyes. Oh God, open our eyes. Help me see what I am. Help me understand I can't just keep running on. Busy, 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 busy. I've got to stop. I I need my spirit recalibrated. I need my heart retuned. I'm not hearing your voice like I need to hear it. I'm not feeling your touch like I need to feel it. I'm not sensing your direction like I need to I'm not as aware of you in my daily life as I need you. You need an altar. It's here right now. This is the place. This is the best place. This is where everybody needs to be. This is where we get our minds clear. This is where our thoughts are brought in alignment with Him. This is where our will is aligned with His will.